Welcome to Inside the Path to Success podcast, brought to you by Opulus, where you go behind the scenes with financial planners Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh to hear stories about how leading entrepreneurs, millennials, professional athletes, and coaches navigate the natural challenges that arise on the path to success and how to advance to the next level. And now, here are your hosts from Opulus, Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh. We got a new segment coming with me and Fran's monthly financial insights. So as we come across some content or our own thoughts that we think will be helpful, uh, we're just going to go on a little bit of of a monologue or a rant and share our thoughts on a topic and uh, have a little discussion about it. So let's jump right into the first one that I got for this month. And it's all about investment returns versus investor returns and how we should stop worrying about investments and focus on becoming a better investor. So we want to make this important but relatively narrow point about investing. This is going to sound self-evident or obvious, but most people do not understand it. The point we want to make is this. There's a difference between investment returns and investor returns. And only one of them matters. Let's explain this. Imagine you open the newspaper and there's an ad for a mutual fund. The ad says the investment has a return of 10% a year for the last 10 years. That is the investment return, 10% a year for 10 years. Now, let's talk about investor returns. If you put your money into that investment at the beginning of the 10-year period and you left it there for the whole 10 years, didn't add any, didn't take any out, just let it ride, what would your return have been? And no, this is not a trick question. That's right. Your return would have been advertised 10% a year for 10 years. But here's the catch. No one that we talk to on the street actually invests that way. Mostly, no one ever holds a long-term investment for the long term. (laughs) That would be silly, right? They actually executed on that. On average, the retail investor only holds long-term investments for two to three years and then gets distracted and buys the next hot investment. So while the investment in this case does 10% per year, we almost never see that earning when we review investment returns because most people in the street don't own the investment long enough to actually get that 10% return. They're too busy switching in and out of different investments uh, and the return happened. They just did not get it. And the only reason for that is our own behavior right? This is called the behavior gap. We think the job of any self-respecting investor is to constantly be searching for the best investment. That makes sense and sounds reasonable, but the well-intentioned behavior consistently leads us to buy investments that have just done well and to sell investments that have recently done poorly. In other words, the well-intentioned search for the best investment leads us to buy high and sell low over and over and over and over again. And it's that repeated behavior that leads to the difference between investment returns and investor returns. In other words, the behavior gap that I mentioned earlier. Once you see this, it's hard to unsee it. And our hope is that this will have been seared into people's brains and hopefully after us talking to it over and over again, you know, people won't be able to forget it. So here's the goal. Stop searching for the best investments and instead focus on being the best investor that you can. You'll save a lot of money and a lot of heartache 
if you do. And that's my my thought of the month. I love it. A uh, couple of things that I think go really well with that is, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, we always joke about is no matter, no matter how much you want to say, um, you know, everyone should just think the way that you described. Yep. Everyone should be, you know, as analytical as possible, trust the numbers, use history as our guide. People don't do that. Money is emotional. Um, you know, no matter how many times, uh, you know, you could get portfolio returns of 10, 15, 20%, three, four years in a row, you don't, you know, you don't hear from anyone all of a sudden market drops 20%. Everyone's calling you, what is going on? What yep. is going on? Um, and that's because money is emotional. People get very scared when things are bad. Um, but you know, like you mentioned, it's just that you need to try to put your behavior or your emotions aside and know that, Hey, these things are going to happen. It's never going to stop. Um, and you know, the other thing I would tie back to is, uh, you know, we always like to talk about that one. There was a TD Ameritrade article, I think like might be three or four years old now, but, uh, they talked about the, the best performing, uh, portfolios across, you know, the, the trillions of dollars that they manage. It was all dead people. Yeah. Or people who forgot their password or didn't log in. It was all inactive logins. And that was because (laughs) they didn't have the ability to apply their behavior to their investment portfolios. They didn't have the ability to quickly sell when things got bad or do things like that. You know, it just locked in. It stayed. It rode the course. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think that's that's a great thought of the month. Awesome. Well, what do you got for us? Um, So one thing I want to talk about today, uh, we actually did a post on it a couple weeks ago. We called it Contagious Magic of Micro Actions. but I think I think it applies more to a person that a lot of people probably follow is Jocko Willink. He calls it discipline equals freedom. Yeah. And basically, I think there's a lot of people out there who probably have read some sort of entrepreneurial book uh, about self-help or have listened to some podcast uh, from someone that they enjoy. And one of the things that you always hear very successful individuals talk about is their morning routines. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always sound very similar. It's always kind of like the same few things, but mostly it's it's like this, right? That you wake up. Make your bed. I don't know if everyone's ever read the, the book Make Your Bed, but it's it's a, it's great by a former Navy SEAL. Still working on that one, by the yeah. way. Uh, work out, get a quick meditation in, and get your coffee, and do five to ten minutes of light reading. Right. Everyone kind of follows a similar routine to this, and basically there's a science behind this. Uh, you can look it up, but basically the whole objective behind this is to get small wins to start your morning. Do small productive things, and overall, what it's doing is it's, you're tricking your mind into the fact that you're being very productive. You're getting wins along the way, and what it's doing is it's pretty much optimizing your brain mm-hmm. to show that hey, the rest of the day you're going to be more productive because you're already on a roll. Now, and what this is doing at the same time, it's boosting your endorphins. You're feeling happy because you are winning. You're you're being, you know, a more productive version of yourself and you're more likely to succeed about your day. This same logic can apply to our finances. When you look at, you know, your personal finances in a silo, if you're just getting into doing this, it can look like a really tall task. It can mm-hmm. be very scary if you got student loans credit card debt, you're looking to buy a house, you don't have any money saved, you haven't started investing yet, right? This can really put a lot of weight on people's shoulders. And what do they tend to do? They tend to shy away and think like, okay, I'll save it for another day. It's a little bit bit too scary to look at right now. So what can we do? We can just start getting small wins, whether it's just writing out your budget one day. The next day it's figuring out, okay, which credit card am I going to pay off first? Figuring out, okay, can I start investing $5 a week or $5 a month? Whatever those small wins may be, just starting to build momentum in your life, in your financial picture, so that, hey, 
the next task seems a little bit less daunting, then a little bit less daunting, until you get to the point where you're absolutely on a roll and you're making big strides in your financial picture because you're never going to be able to accomplish things all at once, mm-hmm. right? You got to take small little steps, get small little wings along the way. And obviously the last part of that is ask for help. If you need help, no one's saying you have to do it on your own. There's plenty of people out there like us who will be more than happy to help you get started, help you take those first initial steps to figure out what are the things that you need to do to make yourself feeling more positive about the direction you're headed in your financial future. Yeah, and and to your point, <clears throat> we see this a lot with our financial plans that we do, is we might come up with like eight to 12 things in a financial plan that, hey, here's things that we need to correct or get done chances are if we say, hey, here's all 12 things, like, you know, give us a buzz when you get them done. What's going to get done? Like, nothing. Nothing. Right. But but to your point, like, hey, if we can get this budget done uh, in the next two weeks, yep. can we do that? Yep. Great. Let's make some progress on that. And, and I see this in my own personal life. When I work out in the morning, I get up on time and I'm in my routine, my day goes so much better. Yep. Right. It just goes so much better. So I, I love your thoughts on these little micro actions that can compound into significant change. Yeah. And it can be as slow as you want. Like the one, the one thing that I think was important that you said was we talk about those eight to 12 points when we yeah. do a financial plan. That's also over the course of a year, right? Yeah, so I think a lot yeah. of people think like, okay, when I'm getting started, I got to solve all my problems mm-hmm. in the next month. It's it's not going to happen. It's not realistic. That's making a drastic change in your life, which you're probably not financially even able to do. Uh, and on top of all the Maybe other things the you have going on in your life, yeah, like your your social life, your family, work, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so set reasonable goals and then set a timeline and just take those small strides uh, towards achieving your, your financial success and you know getting those small wins along the way. You'll feel much better and it'll feel much more achievable um, as you head down that line. Yeah. Perfect, man. All right. Um, with that, Hope everyone has a great week. Hope you guys enjoy. Let us know uh, your thoughts on the new segment. If there's anything that you think we should be talking about, be sure to uh, to let us know. We're always looking for new ideas. Yep. Appreciate you tuning in. If you want even more insights on the path to success, follow Ryan and Fran at Opulus LLC on Instagram and Facebook. Or check us out on the web at www.opulus.us. Lastly, the content of this podcast is not to be viewed as personal investment, legal, or tax advice. You should always consult with a professional advisor before implementing any topics discussed.